Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high performance mind, body and lifestyle. Wow, it really is beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. There are only four sleeps until Christmas as I'm recording this episode. And it's getting very exciting in the Foster household. So I hope you're feeling in the Christmas spirit. And I couldn't think of a better way really to round off the year than to have some biohacking content. Um, And so I have two amazing episodes for you. The first one is in today's episode where I'm talking with Tim Gray, who is the UK's leading biohacker and the founder of the Health Optimization Summit. And then after Christmas, we are taking a short break for one week, but do not worry, I have something very special lined up for you, which I'm going to tell you about in just a moment. And then with our first episode in the new year, you will not want to miss this. We are kicking off with Australia's leading biohacker, Lucas Aon, who actually specializes in nootropics and boosting brain health. And that is a, an incredible episode that we have coming up. But in between that Christmas and New Year period, do not worry, it is only one week that we are without a podcast, but I have some very special content for you. If you haven't already, I have an incredible masterclass that I am delivering live and that's on the 30th of December at 4pm GMT, 11am Eastern. So to secure your spot, simply go to bit.ly forward slash live younger masterclass. And I would absolutely love to see you there. Now, another thing that I want to do to really celebrate this period and get you into the best health going into the new year is to do a giveaway. I'm going to give you some of my top supplements that I love to use to really help me relax, to sleep super well, to boost my metabolism. And so I am giving away a surprise stack of supplements worth $150 to one lucky listener. To enter, all you have to do is to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and leave us a review and then take a screenshot of it. You may even have to do that before you upload it, but take a screenshot of your review and simply tag me on Instagram at Angela S. Foster. We will be collecting all of the entries from that. So All you need to do literally is subscribe to the podcast, leave us a positive review on iTunes or wherever you're listening, take a screenshot of that and tag me on Instagram at Angela S. Foster. And then we will be drawing the prize on Monday, the 3rd of January, which is a bank holiday actually here in the UK. So you have until Monday, the 3rd of January to do this. So to enter, all you have to do is subscribe to the podcast, leave us a positive review, take a screenshot of it and tag us on Instagram at Angela S. Foster. And then basically um, we will enter you into the prize and you can be in it to win $150 worth of biohacking supplements. Uh, I'm really, really excited to do that giveaway. On today's podcast episode, I'm sitting down with Tim Gray, second time guest on the show, and he's widely regarded as one of the UK's leading biohackers due to his commitment to publicly documenting his journey over the past nine years. Tim started his biohacking journey around nine years ago, when at 32, his health had deteriorated significantly through over 
overwork and he decided his body needed a health reboot. And through regular tracking of biomarkers and trying to find out a wide range of therapies and lifestyle changes, he transformed his life. And recently he's actually put on a staggering 13 kilos of muscle. And you can see his journey documented on his Instagram page. Um, so today, in today's episode, we sit down actually to chat about how Tim has made that transformation, how he's really got his health back on track and is packed with tons and tons of tips that you can take forward and use in 2022 to really help you optimize your health for high performance. So without further delay, let me introduce you now to Tim Gray. So I'm very excited to be here today with Tim Gray, who is the UK's leading biohacker. He's second time guest on the podcast, and it's been just such a journey for Tim watching him become fully optimized. And I think we share a lot of the same values in terms of health being a truly holistic uh, mindset and process, really. And so I'm absolutely thrilled to have you here today, Tim. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, it's fun. Um, so lots to talk about today, but I guess let's um, let's start with what you see. Like for me, health is very much mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional, um, because those are the components that really help me come back from burnout and depression. I knew that mastering my mind was a big component of that and, and affecting the behaviors that I wanted to. Um, can you kind of sort of give us a really good overview of how you see health optimization? Um, a good overview. Really, I think the main mindset is to reverse as much, uh, to get as close to nature, or should I say how we evolved as possible. That would be the overarching line of everything. Um, for instance, we're sitting in a fake lit office, 10 floors up with air conditioned air, which no, that's not clean. It's not, it's not moisture. It's not got enough moisture in it. Um, we're not getting natural light because we've got windows all around us and, um, we're not even connected to the ground in any way. And we're eating food with lots of chemicals in, I mean, tell me how a car with the wrong foods in the wrong places would work when we're the same. So really understanding those principles and putting them into place really is health optimization because then this piece of machinery learns to operate, or should I say should operate as it was intended to do so. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think the body is remarkably good at healing itself. Um, one of the things that I've noticed just watching your own journey is you've really turned around your physical health in terms of um, developing, and I just see muscle as such an important component of longevity, but developing that muscle mass um, and going from where you were before. What have you mm -hmm. found exercise-wise to be the kind of ultimate routine, if you like, that you follow? It really depends on one's goal. For me, everything's about a goal of some description. Um, for me, my body weight was 59.9 kilos. Um, I think last time we spoke, um, and I was fasting. I was, I was having bulletproof coffee in the morning. I was fasting. I was eating once a day. Um, and, um, I didn't realize I was chronically underfueled. you know, while I was having nutrient dense food, there just wasn't enough for my body to operate properly. So, and I think that came around because 
I'd had so many gut issues from so many antibiotics over the years that I was scared to put food in because of it coming back out again. Um, and so I would reduce it little bit by little bit by little bit. And eventually it became, you know, one meal a day with a bulletproof coffee for breakfast. And, you know, I wouldn't necessarily get hungry. And because the body is a self-adapting machine, you know, the less you feed it, the less it gets hungry generally. And um, the more you feed it, the more it gets hungry. And it's a self, you know, it's a self-adjusting um, machine. Just like if you introduce fake hormones, or should I say bioidentical hormones, you know, your body down regulates your own production to counter to balance it. It's a very, very, very smart piece of machinery being gifted. Um, so really it depends on your goals. For mine, it was to get 16 kilos on, actually to put 16 kilos on naturally. Um, and um, my interim goal was 72 kilos, which I did in nine weeks, uh, wow. 72 kilos from um, 59.9. And that was really, I put it down to one working out, working out. And that means moving every hour for a bit, doing press-ups multiple times a day, having a chin up bar, getting down the gym twice a week for an hour each session. And, you know, and I could have done it, I think almost without the gym, to be honest, but it's nice to have that mind space. Um, and tracking my food, and when I say tracking my food, I don't just mean mm, tracking macros and calories on its own. It's really making sure that you're eating really good food. Um, and I think if you trust your senses when it's non-bastardized food, I, you know, if you're buying crisps or um, a cake or something that's, you know, a product, it's made to trick your senses into thinking it tastes amazing. And they do this with sugars or whatever. Whereas if it's fruit, vegetables, and meat and fish, your senses are pretty amazing at knowing if you need it or not. Mm. So within the, within the right ratios, for me, I needed to have at least 200 to 300 grams of protein a day, which is a lot, but to get my body up to a size and to put that weight on while damaging it in with working out would help me repair what I needed. And then timing carbohydrates like white rice or potatoes after the workout as well to replete glycogen. Um, and then obviously there's quite a lot of fat in there. I mean, I process fat very, very well <laughs> and I can operate on two or three times more than most people without it messing me up. So really it was just about looking at the equation of what my goal was and working to it, um, religiously. And so, yeah, that's why I managed to put on nearly 13 kilos in nine weeks, which is just like <laughs> pretty, pretty insane. Like a machine. That's amazing. But it is, as you say, it is that consistency, isn't it? Over intensity. That's the thing. Um, but two to 300 grams of protein is huge. And I'm, I'm an, I'm always encouraging people that in my programs, my client, my one-to-one -one clients to eat more protein. And this is the thing they struggle with the most, but you make an interesting point there um, where your body will naturally tell you what it needs. A lot of the time when people don't feel hungry or they feel hungry, but they can only eat something sweet or sugary or kind of heavily carb-based for breakfast, you kind of argue if you don't feel like protein, maybe you're not that hungry. How have you incorporated that much protein? Because for me, for example, being lighter body weight, I can hit kind of 140, 150 grams a day, but actually getting something like two to 300 is difficult to do. What, what were you eating? I actually don't think it is. Really? <laughs> um, no. Um, it, I think the hardest thing is, is when you're going from a chronic under eating state, 
to eating a lot more, you really have to force yourself to eat. And that's probably for about a week to 10 days of like, Oh, I don't want to eat, but I have to, because obviously the body is downregulated and it's not looking for more food. It's the same as um, an example as if you've been in an office all year round, your skin is pale as anything. And then you just jump straight out into the sun. You're going to get burnt. Your body is going, here's a symptom to tell you to go easy. Your body hasn't adapted to that new sun yet. Ease into it. And then once you build up a tan, then you can spend, you know, several hours in the sun without getting burnt. Um, like, like me. Um, so today that is as well. So my point is, is the hardest part I think is pushing through that not hungry stage to feeding your body more. But if you then obviously work out more and put more pressure on your body, your body will then say, I need more nutrients to rebuild from. So it's kind of balancing those things and then how to get the protein. It's obviously, I would say I had a deficiency in protein for a very long time. Just like if you have a deficiency in vitamin D, you either get loads of sun or you take a supplement, you feel that deficiency. So for me, you know, going at 300 grams of protein, when I want my weight to do this is, is good, but you don't necessarily want to do that forever. You want to learn to drop into a maintain maintenance mode. So to do that, obviously I'd have, for instance, um, um, like bulletproof coffee in the morning, um, with butter and, uh, butter and MCT and collagen, plenty of collagen. Um, I would also incorporate, so for instance, bacon and eggs, good bacon and good eggs, or, you know, everything I say about food here is the best quality I can get my hands on at any time. And the one thing I don't mind spending money on is food. Other things are irrelevant almost. And then um, making sure that, you know, kind of 30, 35% of your protein comes from powders because the reality is, is if you're having clean supplements, uh, it's okay to use modern advancements to get what our ancestors would have had from massive bulk. So, um, for instance, I'm looking here on the table because I, I've got my aminos here, but I found it so hard to find, um, products that were super clean that you actually could trust. And, you know, like you can buy whey protein, but it gives you gut issues. And, you know, uh, typically in bodybuilders, they fart a lot because they're just, their guts can't handle, uh, the whey protein so well, or the collagen, which comes from beef hide leather opposed to, you know, um, so it's KFO opposed to coming from bone broth or from fish collagen, um, or aminos that come from bird feathers, you know, that the industry is horrendous. Um, so I basically went off and formulated and worked with, uh, naturopathic doctor, ingredientologist, and myself as a biohacker some supplements, some powders and things like that to actually help me with that. In the meantime, I used other brands and pick, picked and chose various things here and there. But I think, uh, so for instance, I'd have an amino, an amino shake in the morning, um, which gives me, you know, kind of 20, 20 grams of protein pre-workout. Um, aminos are immediately available, uh, um, in for the muscles, basically post-workout as well. So they get straight in. Um, so it's a really good source. There's also, um, collagen. So I use, um, collagen in my coconut yogurt, for instance, and that's fish collagen predominantly. I have collagen in my, um, Bulletproof coffee and while collagen isn't a complete protein for building muscle, I do balance it with various other things. And I have some plant-based protein that I have um, with a protein, prebiotic, probiotic, digestive enzymes. Um, I'd have, for instance, a steak, a ribeye for lunch or some uh, wild-caught salmon 
uh, after workout, have some carbs. So that typically be, you know, starchy carbs. I like white rice specifically, um, or uh, sweet potato and sweet potato ice cream I make. So that's what I have. Sweet potato ice cream. Sweet have you got a cool recipe for that? Yeah. Yeah. So you literally steam sweet potato for 20 yeah. minutes and I've got a thermomix, which makes it very easy. Um, and then, um, you freeze it. And then you put it in the blender of Thermomix because it can, it's basically got two horsepower, I think. Um, you, f- you then freeze it, blend it as hard as you can, and then mix in actually um, my collagen, which is um, acerola cherry and collagen. So it's high in vitamin C um, and it gives it a strawberry flavor, natural strawberry flavor, acerola cherry. Um, and then it comes up this ice cream or if you let the sweet potato cool and says freezing it and then whip it up it turns into a sweet potato mousse high protein so it's an amazing snack for the afternoon so there's there's you know 30 to 40 percent of it is made up from powders or you know super clean products which i've literally brought out myself to so i can guarantee that i'm having the cleanest of the clean um that's, that's basically how, um, if you're doing it just from eating ribeye steak and pork belly every day, you're going to get very, very bored very, very quickly. Um, but, uh, I think if you then adjust your food, like the, the, um, Jasmine rice, for instance, you make it, turn it into rice pudding and you put three or four duck eggs into it, make up a batch of it, um, add some collagen in there or some bone broth, bone broth powder. Um, and add some honey onto it. You know, there's these ways of stacking these things together. That's really, really efficient. And so I consulted with my friend, uh, Dr. Dom Nitschwitz, who's the biological dentist from Germany, a good friend of mine. And uh, Chris Gavin, who's uh, quite a well-known bodybuilder in the space of, you know, these protocols and, and how to do this, which is how I managed to do it naturally in such a short space of time. But as you can tell, it's very specific. A lot of it is timed and it's very, very tracked. Yeah. I track every bit of food or liquid that goes into me every single day. I have done now for over a year. Yeah, that's amazing. I love the way you've make it, made it easy and um, tasty as well. But I think people have to get over that, that hurdle initially that it does taste different because when you're having more protein, you're eating naturally a more kind of mostly savory style diet. And I think people are just so used to eating sweet stuff, aren't they? That's half the thing. I mean, yours sounds very similar um, to what I do, just on a smaller scale. Um, the aminos, I'm excited by these, actually keen to try these because this is um, a range of products that you've developed yourself um, for health optimization. And in there, you were saying it's also combined, it has creatine in it together, mixed in. Is that right? I know we were talking before the show. Say that again, sorry. You Have you got, you've got creatine mixed in with your aminos, I think you were saying when we were chatting earlier. Yeah, so the amino, yeah. I mean, I'm conscious I don't want this to be a marketing uh, uh, tactic or whatever but i mean they are highly relevant to to your question but yeah so it's a five in one this particular one which is um branch chain amino acids essential amino acids creatine glutamine taurine and magnesium all in one stack um obviously the creatine the daily recommended dose or should i say it's very very well studied creatine actually super well studied and they say around five grams is optimal Mm. we have 1.2 grams in each uh, in each serving i use it two to three times a day but when you have it with the other products that have creatine in as well it gives you your total five grams a day um so i just i mean i i was fed up of 
carrying so many different powders and so many different supplements and having to think these things over and over and over again every day and making sure that things didn't mix up. That, that's why I formulated this uh, with Dr. Don. So it's the perfect, perfect stack, actually. Yeah, Thank I love you. it. Because actually the taurine in it, the, the combination of the magnesium and the taurine is quite calming and will also help people with sleep. And then um, as well, but also the creatine has been really well studied, hasn't it, for people who are maybe underslept and not just muscle mass, but I think that combination works super well for enhancing cognition and, mm -hmm. and productivity. So, um, yeah. yeah. It's funny because a lot of, we've had a lot of feedback on this one, and this is our flagship product, actually. Um, and we only launched like three months ago. Um, we sold out within three weeks of pretty much everything, but this was the fastest. And a lot of people are saying that their brain lit up, that they just feel super alive when they're having it. I mean, we've actually just tweaked it and we've added in some minerals, natural um, sea salt into it, so that it's actually even more hydrating. Because everyone, everyone, nearly everyone isn't having enough minerals and mm. minerals obviously help you get into parasympathetic mode because your body's not struggling, supports the adrenals. Um, it's great pre and post workout as well and um, helps with oxygenation, helps with um, production of stomach acid, all of these things. So that's why this, this stack is really, uh, it's been a game changer for me actually. And has that replaced now? I know before with minerals, you were, when I was speaking to you before, you were quite a big fan of um, Kinton and Totem Sport and that sort of thing. Has that, does that negate the need for extra stuff like that? I love Kinton and Totem Sport. I think they're brilliant products, natural products at that. But I think it's very expensive, very, very expensive. And I think 90% of the effect maybe more can be had from buying just Celtic sea salt at three pounds mm. and sprinkling it into water. Just sprinkle it into water. I mean, you can make sole solution, which is, you know, putting it in a glass jar and pouring in the salt in there and then having a plastic teaspoons full of salt two or three times a day in a glass of water. Um, or you can just use a sprinkler and everything. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's actually, I've covered it in my, in my course, it's module two, day two, where it teaches you how to add, and that sounds stupid, but teaches you how to add Celtic salt into your water and taste test it until you're up to a level. And then you can trim it back. A lot of people find that their digestion improves significantly from it because, um, as you see from the mineral, I think it's the mineral fix with, uh, Simland and Dr. James Dean, Nicola and Antonio, um, they talk about how, um, the sodium turns into hydrochloric acid in the stomach. So basically the salt increases stomach acid. So a lot of people are finding that having better digestion, meat isn't quite so heavy for them and uh, they're feeling a lot better energy. So that's why I'm such a big fan of Celtic salt. Um, this won't replace that. I do think it's an additional thing because, you know, you can have so much, you can have a lot of salt, not table salt, that really messes us up. And that's just one, basically one, it's a chemical byproduct of good salt. <laughs> Whereas if you have Celtic sea salt, it's actually as nature intended. And the, the, the basis for it is, is that they say that we evolved from the sea um, and Celtic sea salt has the same or very similar mineral composition to that of our blood naturally. So you're, you know, you're topping up your blood levels essentially by having Celtic sea salt. So I'm a big fan of having half a teaspoon in the morning in water before my coffee and half a teaspoon before bed. Um, mm. You know, and, in, and if it starts tasting gross, you know that you're saturated <laughs> and if it tastes sweet and lovely, which a lot of people do, then you need more. And, you know, our senses like. That's interesting. Sorry. So if it tastes salty, 
that means that what you're replete or well put it this way if our, our senses are there for a reason so if you put like for instance i did this on instagram a few weeks ago i threw down a piece of bread on the floor and a cat walked over looked at it and walked away i then threw a bit of chibabchichi um like beef on the ground and it went straight after it and ate it and then came back and sat there like looking up at me all cute. So I threw a bit more bread down and did it again. It just ignored it and then threw the meat down. It did it again. And it shows that animals are very good with their senses. And, um, you know, so are humans, believe it or not. The only thing is, is for pet food, you know, that while they do manipulate the food somewhat, animals will only generally eat what they need which is why you put something in front of a dog that you think it would love and it won't because it knows something that we don't it generally you know they overpower it with sugar or additives um msg for instance to make it taste amazing so that we crave it in fact it's just tricking our senses so it's you know as dr don nitrich says to his kids when they want a sweet or something or other he basically says that is like a dog poo covered in uh, glitter to make you want it. And, and that's essentially what a lot of these fake foods are. Um, so yeah, we should really trust our senses. And when it comes to salt in water, for instance, if it tastes good and we want more, then have more. And if it tastes disgusting and bad, have less. Um, and, um, yeah, there's actually body bio, uh, one of my favorite brands actually in this space, um, they're all about cellular health. They do phospholipid supplements and they do electrolyte supplements as well. And they've got a mineral taste test where you can buy like, I think it's nine bottles of the different minerals on their own. And then you taste each one, one drop of each and rate it on a one to 10, one being sweet, 10 being disgusting, five being, you know, yeah. and then you can actually, once you look at those, you see which ones taste great are the ones that you're deficient in the ones that taste disgusting. Obviously you're not and the ones that are in the middle, then you're okay. Now that may sound woo woo to people listening to this, but when you actually have mineral analysis done, like hair mineral analysis done to check, to see what you're deficient in, Funnily enough, it lines up. It matches up. How funny. Yeah. It shows that our senses are good. Um, and you know, when you've eaten a piece of food that's bad, you're like, no, oh, no, something there, you know, our intuition is great. And yet a lot of these chemicals stop us from having that. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And I think you're absolutely right. Like we do know what we need. It's like when you look at women and they say that they have you know, more cravings around the time, just in the lead up to their menstrual cycle, actually mm. that's completely natural. And they have a little bit more flexibility in terms of their metabolic rate is higher and can handle about two to 300 extra calories in any mm. event. And sometimes we just need to sort of go with it, I think, because actually inherently our body knows. Mm. Um, that's super interesting what you said there. Um, the physical aspect then of it this is this is interesting because building that amount of muscle you were saying that you did multiple kind of movement breaks a day um doing things like push-ups pull-ups it's, it's what i'm always telling people the more we can move the better um but what was interesting was when you said i probably could have done it without a gym do you think that you were gaining sufficient muscle mass with body weight only or did you have stuff around you that you could add resistance to at home yes i did um i mean i, I have a chin-up bar uh, press ups. Um, I have, um, various bands. I have an X3 bar as well. I mean, uh, if you think about it, it's like one of the things a colleague once said to me is like, we didn't evolve with gyms. Mm. What we're doing with the gym is a biohack. It's almost, 
replacing what we would have had from building houses. For instance, if you're, you know, in the, in the tribe, if you were the guy that built the houses, you'd be big and strong, <laughs> um, from using, from needing the, the body, uh, the muscles, sorry, the body adapts and says, hang on a minute. I haven't quite got this. Let's build up, um, to be able to cope with this. So it adjusts. And so working out in the gym wasn't something we evolved with, but it's there now for us to kind of biohack. So using free body weight, lifting things at home, free movement, functional movement, all of these things, you know, we should be able to build up to a size like our ancestors did. Now, when you see people that are on steroids and they're lifting ridiculous weights that would never have happened from an evolutional perspective, that's why we start having, you know, super beast humans that are super ridiculously massive. Um, they wouldn't have been able to have the protein in these amounts. They wouldn't be able to get the food in that amount. They wouldn't be able to lift those weights in that way. So specifically either. So that's why we kind of evolved in that respect. And also you lose function at that point, right? As you went, as you get that big. And I think that's the important thing, right? Is you want muscle, but you want it to be functional that you can actually utilize. Um, so tell me about your, daily routine that you found obviously we talked a lot about the eating you're tracking things there you've explained how important protein minerals etc are um and your exercise but what about um kind of the more holistic side looking i guess at things like meditation breath work how important have those practices uh been or are and continue to be in your day-to-day -day routine massively important actually um i think I'll share something through from lockdown. Um, so last year I got back into England, uh, beginning of December and I was pretty much locked down all the way through till when I left England in May. Um, and one of the things that I kept on thinking to start with, I, we didn't know how long things were going on. And there's just like waking up, having my coffee, playing around on Instagram, this, that, and the other, and kind of like just getting sucked into this thing. And I was like, the amount of times of like, this is like groundhog day. I need to have a routine, more strict routine. You know, I have my list of things that I work through and I shared it on Instagram multiple times of what I would do. Um, and then I read a book called morning miracles, um, the entrepreneur's morning miracle actually. Um, and it's all about how you, you know, process your day. And in that it's, um, they call them the savers and, um, oh, Hal Elrod's book, uh, yeah, okay. the miracle morning for entrepreneurs. Yeah. It's a great book. Game, game changer for me. Um, and it's um, savers, which is, you know, silence is the first thing. So while I, I use sensate device, meditation device for meditating, because I've always found it very difficult to meditate and switch my mind off. One of the things that the savers, or should I say this book taught me was that it's okay to just be silent and sit there and think mm. like, so, so that was point one. Um, and then, you know, you've got your affirmations for instance, you set your life goals and then you have your affirmations and it might sound ridiculous, but this book explains it so well. It's like, if you don't know where you're going in life and you don't remind yourself on a daily basis, how are you ever going to get there? Um, and then you've got your visualizations, um, and then, um, exercise and then reading and, within each of those things, you obviously you spend time to work out your goals and your visualizations and your affirmations and all these things. So I have a 15 minute routine of reading those every morning, um, plus reading and things. And when I get up and I do that religiously, nothing gets in my way. The five minutes of silence on top of my usual afternoon meditation is amazing. 
So in my affirmations, I have, if there's something that triggers me or someone's behavior that annoys me in my morning silence, I will think through it, why that triggered or annoyed me. And the reason why I'm saying this is it's such a big game changer for me because, you know, for instance, if someone um, told me that they, mm, I'm trying to think of something that triggered me. If someone was disrespectful for me, for, to me, for instance, instead of triggering in that moment, I will, you know, talking about Victor Frankl's work between the stimulus and the response is a space, you know, learn to use that space. So I will pause and I will then go, okay, that's parked. I then make a note of it in my task list. And then in the morning, when I do my silence, I will then reflect on why that triggered me and then work through it. And it's often about me, not about the other person. So having a morning routine and being mindful and having silence, even if it's five minutes of no one else, nothing else, just sit through and think through the last few days or things that you need to work through has really accelerated my growth. Um, Obviously the exercise is a part of that once I've done the visualizations and um, my five minute silence and things like that, but that sets me up for the day. And then I power on at 10 o'clock with my tasks, my three main tasks on the day. And do you do the last bit, the S, the scribing or the journaling? Do you include that? You do? Yeah, I've got got an app for that. Yeah, I've got an app that I sit down and it's actually, it's a really great app. It's um, it's not the one from the morning miracles. I use journal, journal app, which you can actually just like write in your notes and take a photo of where you are. So for instance, you know, here I've taken a photo of my view while I was, you can't see it, but took a photo of the view as I was writing it. So it really does help, you know, um, link back those memories. Yeah. I think it's massively important more than people realize. And I wish I had done it more religiously for the last 20 years. Um, and obviously I've got my, my hydration, which is before my coffee. I have my bulletproof coffee if I'm not traveling, um, and my supplements and my exercise and the things I've just discussed. And then I get down into my work with a, with a task app and everything's structured, scheduled. My calendar time is blocked out so I don't have distractions. And, um, it's very, very routine. I find my productivity is significantly better by doing that. By having that morning routine and using, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, and, I, and scheduling things to your calendar, right? Having a capture list and then actually scheduling them in rather than just a to-do list. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, there's an app called Things 3, um, Things 3 app, which was based on um, getting things done, the Getting Things Done book. Oh, so yeah. That, yeah, so it's got an inbox where you can just dump ideas. So when you're, you know, reading in the day and you have an idea, you just dump it in there and then you can schedule it for another day. Um, you can have recurring ones and it's just such a game changer for me. I'm going to try that because ideas are kind of illusory, aren't they? If you don't put them down, they're, they're gone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Things 3 app, um, it's about 80, 80 pounds to buy one off for the Mac and then 40 for the phone. Um, but yeah, you can just dump things in there and then schedule it and you have recurring things. Um, it's just such a game changer. I used to have things like reminding me right now, go grounding for 20 minutes. Now hydrate, now do this, now do that. But I've just found that it was a prison and I was sitting through ticking a list opposed to appreciating these things. So now I have my, you know, my savers and, um, and then automatic on the others. And on what you just mentioned the afternoon as well. So do you twice a day meditate or do you meditate in the afternoon and just do like the silence twice a day? No, I do the silence first thing in the morning. Um, and then meditation in the afternoon, if I need to clear my mind, it's almost like a reset. I mean, it's funny because uh, I'm trying to remember what book it was, but 
Um, they're talking about how surgeons, for instance, when they're preparing for surgery, they go in, they wash their hands in the scrub room, um, and they prepare themselves and they go from having a busy, crazy, everything happening around them day in the hospital to washing their hands, preparing themselves, taking their time, being methodical. And it changes their state from being almost frantic to being chilled. So if I'm having a stressful day, I generally go and meditate. I'll probably just lie on the bed and do it. But I find that meditating on the grass or just standing on the grass, just standing, looking on the horizon actually has the most profound effect because, um, if you've got, if you're anxious or stressed, actually standing on the grass, the free electrons you get from the grass actually, um, help stabilize cortisol. Um, so if it's too high, it'll bring it down. If it's too low, it'll bring it up. Um, and it really does, uh, change, uh, change the way you feel very, very quickly. And it's, you know, proper physiological response. It's not, yeah, it's not just the placebo of, Oh, I feel better when I stand on grass. It's really changes the electrical charge in your body to do so. It's actually such an amazing hack for anyone with anxiety or panic attacks to stand on the grass and ground. And, um, yeah, I so, find that going, just stepping outside and standing. Have you, for, from the research you've done, do you need to stand there for a certain period of time to have that exchange? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you have the exchange immediately. Um, but if you think about it, um, it's like having this and you pouring it out, it will grow, fall out gradually, you know? So while if I'm filling it up, one drop in means I'm filling it up. I mean, you've got, you've got, you've got some going in straight away. The longer you have on it, the more um, flow of free electrons that you get going into the body. Um, so 20 minutes is ideal at least once a day, twice a day is optimal. Um, you know, I, I was grounded 80% of the day, all day, every day, pretty much from, uh, March all the way through till <clears throat> about July, August last year, you know, that's when I'm sleeping with an earthing uh, bed sheet and a pillow, um, shoe straps on my shoes, working in the garden, you know, 80% of every day, it didn't make any difference over 40 minutes for me. And I measured it. So. Okay. Know. That's interesting. So actually it is a, a twice a day thing, 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, th what you say about the meditation is also interesting. Um, when I was speaking to Emily Fletcher, she's been on the show a couple of times, wrote Stress Less, Accomplish More, um, mm -hmm. develops EVA meditation. Um, we were talking about how effective exercise is for burning off stress in the moment, but meditation is like deep rest for your body and very effective at burning off a backlog of stress. Um, and certainly what she's found is it's that twice a day that actually mm -hmm. really helps to burn off that battle, uh, that backlog. Cause most people have this stress bucket just building every day and they are almost not doing enough to really bring it back down, um, or even equalize it. But then actually twice a day, you can start to reverse it. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I find the same as you as well. Just the morning routine is so imperative in terms of actually helping my day go as planned, but also moving closer to my, to achieving my goals and actually writing out alongside affirmations, my goal multiple times is really helpful because it makes your actions very congruent and in alignment with what you want. Um, it's so, so effective. Uh, are there any other biohacks that you are using at the moment that you think, um, are really kind of up leveling your, either your performance or your creativity or your results in any respect? There's a plethora of biohacks that you can use and everyone wants to sell you something to make your life better. And it's funny how many people come to me and say, oh, what's the best smart drug or like, how can I make my brain fog go? You know, my answer is, is what's your diet like? 
you know, how's your gut health? Oh no, I've got a little bit of bloating and I've got IBS, but apart from that, it's great. Okay. Well, just, you know, every symptom is a message. And, you know, I spoke to someone this morning on a consult call and he said, Oh yeah, when I scratch myself, I get this massive reaction on my arm, you know, almost like hives. He's like, but that's all I get. It's like, well, that's just a message, you know, let's check. Let's, uh, but let's get your um, functional practitioner to check your genes so that you can see if you've got one of the histamine uh, genes that needs optimizing because that could be a symptom saying that you've got an issue going on. Have you got any other issues? Oh, brain fog, this, that, the other. Okay, fine. So it's all linked in. So these messages all mean something. Point is, everyone will sell you a supplement for something, but really, unless you're sleeping properly, measured and improved and optimized, even if you measure it for a month and let go of it after that, get your sleep down because that's the time that your body repairs all the damage. And if you're not sleeping long enough and you're awake with blue light and woken with sunrise, you're not going to be repairing long enough. You will age faster. That is the number one longevity and health tip I can give and do everything you can biohack wise to do that. If you're not hydrating properly and you've not got the right minerals, you are not going to heal properly. You're not going to operate properly. Your brain's not going to work right. And your digestion won't work right either. You know, really the biohacks you should be doing is getting the fundamentals in place before anything else, removing all product or processed foods, you know, and if you do have some, it should be the minor exception, like two to 5%. Um, you can't expect to have a proper operating machine unless you've got that right. Make sure your digestion is correct. Um, have the right probiotics, get that, get your gut measured, optimize accordingly. You know, all the things that you talk about, you know, are the, the things that you need to get in place, um, powders, supplements, all these things are the, the bonus, the, you know, the things just to level up once you've got the basics in right. Um, this is why I talk about the fundamentals of health, why my course is literally the fundamentals of health. And I think if everyone did the course um, and implemented those things into their day, working with them as a practitioner, for instance, would be so much easier because they understand the basic things the body needs to operate correctly. And then if something's still going wrong, then you look at that one interference and fix it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, lifestyle is everything. Um, and sure, I can recommend the happy device, which changes your emotions and makes you feel happier if you need it, or a meditation device like Sensei, if you're having trouble meditating, or, you know, an earthing bed sheet if you're on a lion bed and ground without, because you can't be bothered to stand in the garden every day, or, you know, X, Y, Z protein, if you can't eat enough meat or don't want to eat meat or any of these things, you know, this biohacking really is just taking it back to its taking health, you know, your body back to its core, implementing things it needs to operate correctly and then one-upping it, not one-upping it and realizing later on that you haven't done the basic stuff. So, you know, I couldn't agree more. I think it's just because often it feels, it doesn't feel sexy to just say you've got to get all the basics in place, but it, you're absolutely right. And that's what I find. And people are kind of like, well, what can I buy? What can I, but there's no quick fix, is it? And I think sometimes what can happen is people, you can almost layer in so many supplements. It becomes like, 
doctors prescribing medicine. It's, mm. it, it becomes no different, whereas actually you've done nothing to change the fundamentals, as you say. I think that's so, so important. And if people can take that away from this interview and actually start putting in place those things, it mm. will change their lives if they're not doing it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely not, it's not sexy enough and it's not marketable enough. Um, and, you know, people go, that's just too basic, adding salt in my water. Well, but that's the thing we've been taught to think that more complicated is better. It's not necessarily. Um, but I mean, you know, trust me as a 10 year biohacker, I've gone from not knowing anything, doing juice diets, liver flushes, taking 50 different supplements a day, and then measuring everything to letting go, but still measuring some things. It does come back down to the fundamentals. You know, the biohacks are all fun. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, like as humans, we have sex to reproduce, but we also have sex to have fun. I mean, it is fun so that we do reproduce more, which keeps the race going. Obviously, there's a <laughs> fundamental yeah. thing there, but... <laughs> If it wasn't fun, no one would be doing it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but the, the point is, is biohacking can be amazingly fun, like super good, all these different technologies and stuff. And it's like crack for a lot of people, myself included. But the thing is, there's no point unless you've got the basics right, you know? It's like saying, I want my car to go faster. Okay, I'm not going to fill it up with petrol, but I'm going to put a nice spoiler on the back. It's like, why do you need the spoiler on the back if you haven't got the fuel in there, man? You know, and yet I think people need to go through that process to really understand it. And that's where I'm at right now in these days, which is why I talk about the fundamentals of health and the basic building blocks. Yeah, you and I are um, absolutely the same in that respect. And I think that um, the more people can do it, they, what they realize is even just things like metabolism, when people are trying to lose weight, the, the healthier you get, the healthier your weight. It's not the other way around. You don't lose weight to get healthy. You get really, really healthy and your body will have sufficient muscle mass and a really good functioning metabolism, just like a car, as you say. Um, well, thank you so much, Tim. Where can people find you? I know you've got the course, you've got the supplements, the summit's coming up next May. It's all exciting. I think you give people everything that they need ready to live a truly healthy and happy life. Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram at Tim Biohacker. Mm -hmm. um, and then healthoptimization.com with an S um, is the website. And that's got the course, the supplements and the summit, which is the big fun thing. Um, and that will be in May, 2022, where we've got 1500 guests and attendees, 50 speakers and a hundred brands. And it's looking pretty good. I mean, we've ended up having two and a half years to build it instead of one. Uh, so it's going to be a lot more cool things going on <laughs> next yeah. year. Be bigger and better than ever. Amazing. I will link to all of that in the show notes um, and to your Instagram so people can uh, find you there if they're not already following you. Thanks again for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, the show notes will be over on my website, AngelaFosterPerformance.com forward slash podcast, and you can download the transcript there together with the show notes and all of the other resources that I have on my website, AngelaFosterPerformance.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body and lifestyle.